0: All right, everybody, somebody go ahead and start the music. Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple what you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all in life, be an all in leader and lead all in teams and organizations. I'm your host, J.C. Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you've joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The Professor is in. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th of July. I got to tell you, next to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, this day right here is my favorite day of the year. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Um, and I think it's for many reasons. Number one, it's summertime. You cannot deny anywhere in the country of the United States of America, it is summertime. I don't care if you're up north, if you're south. By the 4th of July, it is summer for all of us. So it it's going around. Great weather, good food, being out by the water, boating uh you know grilling spending time with friends good food good drink i think i keep mentioning good food (laughs) i live in san diego so getting out to the beach right spending time in the sun Just something about the fourth of july it's just an amazing day i've always loved fourth of july so that's one reason right but I would say this on a very personal level, I'll tell you this, I love the 4th of July because I am so passionate about this country. And I think in spite of all the things that we can do better, in spite of all the things that we need to do better here in the United States of America and all the issues that we're trying to tackle, this is the greatest country in the world and there's no shame in my game for saying that now i'm not denigrating other nations i'm not denigrating other countries uh i think we live in an amazing world we live in an amazing globe not everything has to be like the united states of america not every place has to be like the united states of america Uh, i have a high value on our our world, just the people around our world. But there's something about this country that uh, makes me proud to be an American. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Grew up in a family of educators that probably has something to do with it. Grew up in a, uh, uh, you know, kind of an evangelical Christian environment that probably has something to do with it. But At the age of 19 years of age, I signed up and I went and served my country in the United States Army, and I think that has everything to do with it. There's something about when you serve your country, you put on the uniform, and those of you who've done it, you know what I'm saying. There's something about when you put on the uniform and you get up every single day for four years Or other people, you know, eight years, 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, 30 years. I just talked to a gentleman today, 30 years in the US Navy. And by the time he gets out, he'll probably be in 33, 34, 35, 36, seven years. So these men and women who are serving decades for our country, there's something about when you put that uniform on, I don't care if you've done it for two years or for 32 years, 42 years, it provides a foundation of. Understanding how beautiful this country is. And I certainly believe it. I certainly just talking about it right now, I'm getting excited talking about how, you know, in in this country where I live in San Diego, there's a whole culture here in San Diego. You go right up the coast in LA. There's another culture up there in LA. You go up the course, uh, you go up the, you know, uh, you go up the um, course, uh, you go up the coast course. You go up the coast and you go up to San Francisco, a whole nother culture. You go inland from San Francisco and San Jose and towards Sacramento, a whole nother culture. Go up to Oregon, Washington State, an entirely uh, entirely whole other culture. Um, you can get on a plane and fly to Colorado, fly to Nebraska, fly to, to, to Iowa, fly to Missouri, fly to Indiana, to Illinois. Uh, Whole different culture. Even in those uh, that that Middle West, there's an entirely different subculture in those different areas of 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 that Midwest culture. You you go to Tennessee, you go to Mississippi, you go to um you know you go all the way down to Florida, you hit the other coast, North Carolina, South Carolina, all the way up to New York, Boston, um, you know the East Coast. There's there's just a different culture. What how many other countries can say, can brag the way that we can brag about how, you know, you just drive across this one country and you're going to run into thousands of different cultures and thousands of different ways of life. Now, I know every country has the different subcultures within it. I know that for a fact. Okay. But the United States of America is just so unique. And, and I think about the problems that we're wrestling with right now. And I know there are people, I talked to someone a while back, and they're all about burning down the system, that the United States of America is such a poor country. The systems need to be burned down to the ground. We need to start over from scratch. Okay. All right. That's an argument that you can make. But I would argue this. The fact that you can even talk about burning the systems to the ground shows us exactly how great of a country this is. The fact that You can go somewhere in the United States of America. And I I forget, I heard a story, something along these lines. uh, I don't know if it was local prison or some kind of a government institution. Somebody raised the Mexican flag there at that institution. Obviously, it got taken down. It obviously made the news. It was controversial. But if, if, you know, but in the United States, you might get a misdemeanor for that. You might get fired for that. You might, I don't know, maybe you even go to jail for a few days. I don't know. But in other nations around the world, you pull that stunt, and, and, and that's the end, baby. You're done. The rest of your life, and maybe even your family, is going to be done. I think about racism. And, and, and let me just say something uh, about racism. Racism is a global issue. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people talk about it from a perspective like it's only the United States of America that that wrestles with this idea of racism. It's not. Now, we have a sordid history with racism, especially with black Americans. Okay, so let's make that clear. And there are still conversations that need to be had and there are still. um, Probably even consequences that need to be had based on the work, and based on the habits and based on the way you know the mindset the philosophy based on the actions that were taken for many years in this country. But I'll say this again this is a country where at least we can talk about it, we can protest, we can uh, in our corporations hire DeI um, certified trainers to come in and help our workplaces become more diverse become more sensitive, become more empathetic, become more compassionate. I dare you to try to name me 10 other nations around the world that have this same mentality. I've spent time in other countries across the world, and I've loved all of them. I I have a very, I think I am in the truest sense of the word, I'm a liberal. And it's because I can see from other people's perspective. You know, we're going through this abortion debate. Like it's not it's 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 not a debate. The U.S. Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in 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 recent days here in 2022, the summer of 2022. And my goodness, people are up in arms about this one. Okay, and I get it, but here's what I'm not going to do: I'm not going to vilify anybody on either side of this. And that's the problem I think in our country is we don't take time and educate ourselves. About the different sides of an issue, to understand that there are people who are pro choice and they have a very specific reason why they're pro choice. And if you were to sit down and listen to their story, you'd hear why they're pro choice. And if you'd listen to their arguments for it, then there are people that are, they would call themselves pro life, anti abortion. And these people have their reasons for why they're pro life or anti abortion. A lot of times it's moral values or religious values. But there are other people who are educated and they have other reasons for why they are um, pro-choice, excuse me, uh, pro-life, anti-abortion. And and the point I'm trying to make about this country is the fact that at least we can have that conversation and at least we can have that tension. Now, I think we need to get better in our country about, you know, stop vilifying everybody on, on the opposite side of who you are. I wish everybody had my mindset. I wish everybody were a liberal like me. Uh, And in this term liberal, what I mean is that I can see it from all perspectives. I'm smart enough to understand I need to sit down and study an issue from both sides before I make a decision. And normally when you study an issue truly from both sides, it's really hard for you to take one position or the other. Then you come to a point where it's situational, right? Right the point i'm trying to make here and if i'm not careful i'm going to get way off track here the point i'm trying to make here is that in this country we're allowed to have those kind of debates we're allowed to have these kind of questions we're allowed to hold that tension between somebody who might be far right and somebody who might be far left without the fear of anybody going to jail you know i've you know the one thing that i i really struggle with here in the united states of america is the fact that we feel like we shouldn't talk about politics I can't stand this. I can't stand this. It's the one thing I think that really annoys me about our country is that we have this mindset that never talk about politics and religion. And here's what I would say. It is the height. It is the height of privilege to to have that mindset that we should never talk about politics or religion. Why? Because it upsets people. And, and here's the deal. There, there, there are so many countries around the world, probably 90% of the countries around the world that have to talk about politics and religion on a daily basis or the lights get turned off. The water starts, or stops flowing. The roads never get built. It's not even that they don't get repaired. They just don't get built. Human rights are on the line every single day. So they have to be consistently talking about politics. We get this privilege in the United States of America to say, oh, we don't want to talk about it because it makes us, what, uncomfortable. Now, what I believe we need to work on a little bit better here in the United States of America is learning how to talk about politics, how to talk about religion. That should be be on the docket. But not that we're having this argument about taking it completely off the table. That I don't understand at all. So again, I'm, I'm sort of getting off track here, but the point I'm trying to make is that I can even have this conversation on a podcast, put it out to the world for whoever wants to listen to it and have no fear of reprisal. And you can do the same as well. I think about my own story. Born an Afro-Latino, came from a country, Ecuador, and I have not been back since then. And so I need to go back, but came from a country where my understanding is racism is strong and it's not going anywhere. Colorism, classism, racism, it's not going anywhere. So to be adopted from a place like that and be able to come to the United States of America and have the story that I've had, to be adopted into a family of educators, and through that, the influences I had, and to be able to go on and get, you know, um, you know—you I'll be honest with you, get kicked out of high school and go on and make a whole bunch of mistakes and, and then finally get my life together. And and be on the path I'm on today, my story could only happen in the United States of America. It would not have happened this way had I stayed in, in Ecuador. It would not have happened this way if I had been adopted to even a place like Mexico or uh, Spain or Portugal or Brazil or uh, the Middle East. And more than likely, I wouldn't have been adopted to those places because I'm Afro-Latino. And here's what we know. Even in brown cultures, there's colorism. So in uh, Central America, South America, racism does exist. You say, well, how can that be? How can they be racist about that? Oh, of course they are. It's like the darker you are. And if you have, uh, clearly you have a black, um, you are descendant of somebody who's black. You have a black, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word here, in- inheritance. That, that's not what I'm trying to say here. I think you, you get what I'm trying to say. If you are a black person in Central or South America, it's going to be harder for you than it would be uh, if you were more light-skinned, and that's in Central and South America. Yes, it's the same here in America, but here's what I found in America that I don't see in Central or South America is there's a willingness to talk about this. They might be talking about it down there, and, and there might be some, uh, you know, there might be some things that I need to be reading about and studying. But here's what I'm saying here in America, here in America we get to have these kind of conversations. People like me get to be adopted here. And the sky is the limit. Now, again, I got lucky. I got lucky to be adopted into a family of educators. It was not a perfect family by any stretch of the imagination. And anybody who knows me and anybody who knows my story, anybody who knows my family knows it was not a a perfect family at, at all, at all. And there would be some arguments that people would make that it was probably not not a good family to be adopted into, but it was the family that I was adopted into, and I don't think I'd be becoming the man I would be becoming the man I am becoming today had I not been adopted into uh, that that family right there. I think it was uh, I think it was the greatest gift that could have happened to me for so many different reasons. The point I'm trying to make is this: that could only happen here in this country, that an Afro-Latino could come become a naturalized citizen, and serve this country for four years. Go out and get education and make something of himself or herself. It only happens here in the United States of America. It's, it, at least I would say this, it's one of the top 10% where you can do this. Very few countries can stories like mine happen. That's what I think makes this country great. People from all backgrounds, all walks of life, Come here, come to this country, all different cultures, different races, different creeds, sexual orientations, religions, all kinds of different backgrounds. And this is a country where you're not constantly having to look behind you in fear that something else is coming up in your direction, that something is coming uh, your way. We can argue about politics and we can protest and we can have things like George Floyd that happened back in 2020 and what a tragic event that was. But then to see uh, America really step up in so many different ways. And yes, we went through some protests and we went through some hard times there too. But to be able to have that conversation and to have presidents who, for the most part, listen to their people. Free and open news organizations, whether you like them or not, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, ABC, you know, whatever it is, whether you like it or not, we have it here. So I'm, I'm going on record today on 4th of July and just saying this is the greatest nation in the world. And I'm so proud to be an American. I'm so grateful for my story. I'm grateful that my parents brought me over here. My father adopted me and brought me to live here in the United States of America so I could experience this great country. I'm one of the lucky few. And so a day like this rolls around and I am just, I'm, I'm beside myself expressing an enormous amount of gratitude for this great country we call the United States of America. Are we perfect? Not a chance. Do we have things we need to work on? Absolutely. But this country, more than any other country, is a place where we can work on those things that need to be worked on. Therefore, it is the greatest country in the world. We were supposed to do mental models today, but I've already gone too long, so we're not going to do it. I'm going to save mental models until uh, Wednesday. We'll, we'll take care of that. Today is just my 4th of July rant. I am so proud to be an American. I'm so proud of this country, the United States of America, and I'm so proud of the tension that we live in. And when I say tension, I mean the the right, the political right, and the political left. Most of us here in this country live somewhere in the center, but I'm so proud that we have these two sides. As a friend of mine would say, both sides provoke the other, but that provocation of both sides creates the tension that makes our country what it is. Creative tension. We've talked about that on the podcast before. So I hope today is an amazing day for you. And I hope that in the middle of your barbecues and you're getting out on the boat and you're going to the beach or you're going to the local pool or whatever it is you're going to do, maybe you're just going to sit at home and rest and read and relax, whatever it is that you're having a chance to do. Or maybe some of you have to go out there and and, and work and you're on call, you're on shift, whatever it is. Maybe you get a few hours later on today, you see the fireworks tonight, whatever it is. I hope you take a few minutes. And and if you are in the United States of America, I hope that you take time and appreciate how great of a country this is. I'm going to get passionate about this because it is such a great nation and it's such a great nation. And here's how we know there's so many people trying to get in all the time because they see the freedoms we have. They see the opportunities that we have, and they want some of those same opportunities, some of those same freedoms. So in the middle of your celebration today, I hope you will stop and express gratitude and just say thank you for this country. Thank you for the people in this country. And thank you that I get to be a part of this thing called the United States of America. Have a wonderful, safe, and happy 4th of July, everybody. I'll see you on the next episode of the Prof JC Leadership Podcast. Happy 4th. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, The Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast, and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.